Yeah, I'm like Neo now. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was good. That's Morpheus. Jurassic Views, Ottawa's Raptors podcast, Bryce Diamond, post-game back-to-back versus the Brooklyn Nets on the road, and the Orlando Magic back at the Scotiabank Arena. Uh, These were two different teams in two different arenas, and it seemed like the Raptors were two different teams in two different arenas. And We'll get a chance to talk about that, but a, a few things before uh, we talk about that. Number one, I don't know if any of you follow NBA super, sorry, WNBA superstar Brittany Stewart, Brianna Stewart. Brianna plays uh, for Seattle, the Seattle Storm. Um, I believe uh, Brianna also plays in Europe, uh, but I don't know that uh, for sure, um, but likely because that's what. WNBA players have to do if they want to make money um, that respects uh, how talented they are. Um, Like others, um, they have gone to Europe and been paid better than the WNBA, sometimes twice, sometimes four times the amount that the WNBA plays and for the same amount of games. Uh, Very interesting. Um, but Brianna Stewart, uh, one of the, if not, I think arguably the best player in the WNBA this past season, uh, some would argue, uh, that that was the MVP from, uh, from the Las Vegas team, Asia, but regardless, Brianna Stewart every day for the last 290 days, I guess this would be 291 has tweeted out that Brittany Griner, her friend, the friend of the WNBA and so many others in the United States, has been wrongfully detained in Russia. 291 days today. February 17th, the day after Michael Jordan's birthday, was the day that Brittany Griner was detained by Russian officials, by the Russian police, for an amount of CBD oil that is beyond minimal. Um, I take probably once a week for sleep CBD oil. I take 0.3 grams. It's a very, very, 0.3 milliliters. It's a very, very small amount, 0.3. Um, probably most people, when they go to sleep, take 0.7 for one day for sleep. Brittany Griner, for whatever reason Brittany Griner takes it, I'm sure it could be for anxiety medication, I'm sure it could be for sleep, I'm sure it could be for a lot of things. But Brittany Griner had 0.7 milliliters. 
It was almost like a, a residue within cartridges of uh, marijuana oil in her suitcase. Didn't even know she had any more left. And she has been imprisoned uh, for 291 days for that. And, and that's not where it stops. I wish it were. Uh, because it'd be great after, you know, just over nine months of being detained for a ridiculously small amount of marijuana oil for Brittany Griner, Brittany Griner to return. But Brittany Griner won't return possibly for another eight years. She is now in a penal colony, um, a female penal colony um, in Russia. And it's just unbelievable to, to think about. As players are now going over to Europe from the WNBA, um, getting ready for the season uh, that's about to start, it's, it's absolutely mind-boggling. And we've talked about it on the show, um, Courtney, Zai, and I. Um, it's it's mind-boggling how something like this can happen. And there is no way of kind of preventing it. Um, certainly not at any legal or logical um, pathways. Uh, I'm sure there is military possibilities. I'm sure there is uh, political negotiation opportunities. But Russia, in the middle of a war, uh, has decided, no, we're, we're not going to release Brittany Griner. Um, and that is um, just the worst kind of usage of political pawn. Um, that you can have. And uh, yeah, we hope, I would even go far as to say we pray. Our prayers don't seem to be good enough, but we we ask for a higher power to bring uh, Brittany Griner home, I think, every day. Um, those of us who are on the pod. And it's just crazy. It's just really crazy uh, to think about. So I just wanted to get that across, we haven't talked about it in a while. Um, and so I just wanted to mention that again. Uh, speaking of things that happen, haven't happened in a while, um, Zaya Quiana and Courtney Wright will be with me on a recording that will hopefully get out uh, Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, we will probably talk about what has happened in the league, um, what has happened with the Toronto Raptors. Um, I'm sure we'll talk injuries, and I'm sure we'll talk some games. But it'll just be good to to talk together. I think Zai and I will be in the same room as we record. Uh, Courtney, of course, will not be in the city, so we won't have that chance. Um, but yeah, really looking forward to that. Uh, my man Aldo Barovier. We'll be on uh, the pod. We'll record with him uh, next Monday, which will be exciting. And another friend of mine, uh, Jenna Tunyuk, will also be on Jurassic Views. Looking forward to many 
conversations uh, with them. Um, but yeah, lot, lots to be excited about. Lots of people I get to talk to instead of just talking to a wall. But you know what? I would talk to a wall anyways about the Toronto Raptors, as I do, or whatever tree, car, or road is near me. <laughs> I'm always talking about the Toronto Raptors. And so here we go. Uh, we've had two games, the Nets and the Magic. The Nets was on Friday night, and boy, oh boy, uh, I don't know if nightmare is the word. I don't know if embarrassment is the word. But the Toronto Raptors in the first quarter in Brooklyn, uh, a team that we don't <laughs> particularly play well against uh, in the regular season. I mean, anytime Kevin Durant is on the uh, opposition, I feel like w- we really struggle. And I think Nick Nurse gets a little too caught up in the matchup. Uh, we've got good defenders. Obviously, KD is a superstar. So KD is going to get his. But we spend an awful lot of attention on KD and other guys, uh, specifically another all-star, uh, I would say perennial, and certainly handles uh, his offensive skills is that of a superstar. Kyrie Irving is also on this team. Kyrie Irving in this game put up 17 shots and had 27 points. Kevin Durant only took 10 because Nick Nurse does not like him shooting the ball. He did go 0 of 3 from downtown, but was had 7 assists, 9 rebounds to go with 17 points on 6 of 10 shooting. So Kevin Durant still was very effective in this game. Uh, I don't know if you'd call him the best player in this game, but he might just be. The way uh, he rebounded, he got two blocks. He was forced to, to make good passes. He played a pretty good game. But where we got destroyed in this game was the other guys, as we'll call them. Blink-182, Joe Harris was 5 of 7 from downtown. It's funny, you know, this guy can have... I I watch Brooklyn from time to time. Uh, I remember watching Brooklyn in the playoffs last year against Boston. Uh, I've watched a few games this season. Joe Harris against anybody else is very average from behind the arc, it seems. There are games he plays well. Don't get me wrong. There's games where KD and Kyrie are cooking and and he has some wide open threes. But a lot of times when I watch Joe Harris, uh, Joe Harris is like, you know, 38, 39% from behind the arc. When he plays against us, he's like 50% behind the arc. And in this game, he was 5 of 7, 71% from downtown. So that was... Uh, one guy of the other guys who, who is exceptionally efficient, Royce O'Neal. I watched him in Utah. I've seen him in Brooklyn a couple times this year. He's streaky at times. Uh, he was three of six in this game from behind the arc for 11 points. And then there's Nick Claxton who gets Coloco, the rookie against them. Very similar builds, very long, very tall, uh, very athletic, but two or three years ahead of Coloco. And he, uh, in the matchups against Coloco already this year, has has just dominated him. And he was good again in this one. Seven and nine from the field. He had nine rebounds, including three offensive rebounds. And he just torched us. No Ben Simmons in this game. Uh, And Seth Curry, who came off the bench, was one of five. And we got roasted by O'Neal. Claxton and Harris. Um, Irving and Durant had a combined 44. Well, you think if they get a combined 44, you're doing all right. Uh, unfortunately, the other guys that I was mentioning scored 43 
And if if you have no Ben Simmons and Seth Curry's not shooting the ball particularly well, pretty much ineffective, uh, you know, this this is going to be a very difficult game for us. And then you give up a 41 spot to start the game. After that, the Nets scored 31, 21, and 21. Uh, we actually outscored them in each of the next three quarters. Um, but that first quarter did us in. I mean, you would think we would learn some lessons from a number of games this season, like the game before this against the New Orleans Pelicans, where we got down 40 to 29 at the end of the first. I don't know what it is, um, but I'm I'm beginning to lose some hope. I'm beginning to lose some faith in, in Nick Nurse's strategies, um, and specifically around Fred Van Vliet. And, and you'll see this come up in the next game. Fred Van Vliet has struggled with injuries since mid-February of this year, so last season. And a lot of that was because of minutes played. Now, I'm not saying Fred Van Vliet is not an integral part of this team. But when you're down 24 at the end of the first quarter, when you're down 23 to start the third, uh, to start the, the the half, the third quarter, and then you're down 21 to start the fourth quarter, why is Fred Van Vliet playing 41 minutes? 41 minutes when the guy shoots one of seven from downtown. He didn't have it tonight. Just like he didn't have it against New Orleans, he didn't have it tonight. The guy has had so many injuries, you would think we would be talking about him like Paul George or Kawhi Leonard to some degree. Obviously, he's not having as large an injury as either of those guys have suffered. And certainly his struggles with his back are not to the extent uh, of Kawhi Leonard's quad injury, which has been going on now for four or five seasons. But why is Fred Van Vliet in a game where we are down 21 going into the fourth playing 41 minutes? I mean, he was not effective tonight. And Nick Nurse making this decision to me seems now reckless. Um, because I, for me, as someone who has coached, not at the NBA level by any means, but I understand as a coach that I have a little more understanding and certainly I'm a little distanced from the emotion of the player's career and of the player's production. And I have to be able to make the tough decision to say, you just don't got it. And it's not worth, especially on a back-to-back coming up, it's just not worth playing the guy who has struggled with injuries the most on this team in the last nine months. You need to shut him down because he's not going to. And in New Orleans, uh, he got shut down because he got ejected from the game and that I actually thought that was a good thing because we sucked in that game and Fred was pretty awful in that game too. But here's a game against Brooklyn on the road when you have a game the next night that's very winnable, extremely winnable. Sit Fred down. Say, Fred, thanks for the three quarters. Thanks for putting in the effort, even though you, sh- you shot terribly. And let's move on. And he didn't. And to me, that... I love Nick Nurse. I love Fred Van Vliet. But this is a moment in Fred's career and a moment in Nick's career as a coach 
where I'm beginning to lose faith. And again, it has nothing to do with performance so much as it has to do with Fred's health. And as a coach, you that's part of your role as a head coach of saying, no, he doesn't have it one, and I'm worried about his health too. He played 41 minutes. We put up a good fight. Gary Trent had another solid game. I wouldn't say it was a great game like he played in Orleans, but he had another solid game in which he was 6-11 from the field. Three-point shooting, not great, two of six, but he had 16 points in 26 minutes. It's okay, right? Pascal Siakam, decent night. OG Ananobi, decent night. Pascal had um, 24 points. He was 9-11 from the free throw line, seven rebounds, four assists, zero turnovers. Um, OG Ananobi, 8 of 16, you know, 5 of 7 from the line. He was a minus 17, a team high minus 17, which sucks. But he did have 21 points on those 16 shots. So overall, a decent game from OG, decent game from Pascal. That's what you expect from those two guys. You know, Fred Van Vliet goes 4 of 7 in this game and scores 19 points. And instead of Brooklyn being up 41-17 at the end of the third quarter, uh, they score 31 points and we score 23 points. Okay, maybe we're up five going in the fourth quarter. And I don't mind in that situation, Fred being as effective as he is and the game being as close as it was, as it could have been, sorry, had he have hit three more shots and Brooklyn hits three less shots in that first quarter, yeah, okay. Then we can play Fred Van Vliet, and you've got some justification. Unfortunately, he didn't have it. Another guy who didn't have it tonight, and he wasn't awful, but from a turnover perspective, Scotty Barnes had seven turnovers in the first three quarters. His head just wasn't in it. He played 37 minutes. I just, I I don't understand in, in those situations. Let Wancho play more. Give more minutes to Birch. Sit Fred and play Banton more if you want. But but sit Fred for six or seven more minutes. Sit Scotty for, for five or six more minutes and call it a night. You, you ain't winning this game. Brooklyn just cruised to the end of this game. All right, I'm going to go to the next game because <laughs> that was a really bad game. And the Raptors flipped the script. Quite literally. Now, they're playing against an inferior opponent, not just to Brooklyn, but to themselves. A team that is 5-19, who are 1-11 on the road. They do have some great young talent, like Paolo Banchera, the two Wagners. Uh, Bol Bol has had a good start to the season. Unfortunately for them, uh, they didn't have Jalen Suggs. They didn't have Jonathan Isaac, who I've, he is completely MIA as far as I can see. Um, but they didn't have Wendell Carter Jr., who's, who's, a, who's a stud, who's a very strong player. I put him in the top 100 for this season. Um, they didn't have him. And so they were, they were short, shorthanded, uh, undermanned, and the Raptors came out flying like you would expect. And the Raptors at home are now 9-2. 12 and 11 record. They've been very good at home and they've had energy. Fred didn't shoot the ball particularly well. He turned the ball over four times. 
It wasn't, again, particularly good. And for some reason, even though we led this game by 33 at one point, and we led this game by 21 going to the fourth, Fred still played 37 minutes, a game high between the two teams. Again, it's reckless. Fred plays 32. We still probably win by double digits quite easily. But again, Nick Nurse decided not to. Now, Scotty Barnes played a much better game. Just two turnovers, was a game high, plus 34, had 17 points on 10 shots. Great stuff. 14 rebounds, four assists. He was everywhere. This is the Scotty Barnes we know and expect. Now, we don't expect him to always have a night like this, but these are the exact numbers. 17, 14, four, two steals and a block, only two turnovers. This is the exact type of game that we expect. Pascal Siakam was rock solid. Again, a game we expect from Pascal at this point. 26 points, 10 assists, 8 rebounds. Just a little sharper and a better start as opposed to how he played in Brooklyn. OG Ananobi, 32 points. Game high. Ties a season high for him. 12 of 17 from the field. 2 for 4 from downtown. 2 rebounds, 4 assists. Just 1 turnover, 3 steals to add to his league-leading steals tally for the season but why is Wancho Herman Gomez playing five minutes I don't get that why is Malachi Flynn in the game we were up 33 points in the third we were up 21 points going in the fourth why is Malachi Flynn only playing six minutes Chris Boucher played 18 minutes why is Chris Boucher not playing two or three more why is Thad Young only playing 14 minutes there's something, there's got to be things we don't know. I mean, obviously that's going to be the case, but I don't get it when Fred is playing 37. Again, this is the guy who struggled physically. This is the guy who struggled um, for, for maybe mentally for maybe different reasons. 37 minutes tonight. Just crazy. Um, and this was a game, an exact game that you want to see Malachi play more. And he should have. Um and, and to me, that's on Nick Nurse. And that, that's when I'll be the most critical of Nick Nurse. When he's not taking care of his guy's health. When he's not doing the job that a coach can do because they're kind of outside of the court for the players. Dwayne Casey was terrible at it, game management. And Nick Nurse oftentimes can make some great adjustments in-game. And his teams have really struggled defensively at the start of games against good competition but also with his time management of his players, especially uh, in blowouts, whether we blow a team out or, 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 or we get blown out. So this was a cruise control type game. Orlando just didn't have it. We shut down Benchero for the first time, any, better than anybody in the league has. The Wagners were virtually ineffective. Bull Bull, uh, he got inflated numbers tonight because we, we said, hey, you're, you can beat us if you want. We'll limit you, but but the other guys, they're not getting anything, and we shut them down. And against a, uh, an Orlando Magic team that, again, was undermanned, shorthanded, on the road where they've been 1-11, uh, this is a cruise control game, and we did that. So good for us. Pat on the back. We did what we were supposed to do, um, which is not always the case for teams. They can get complacent, especially when you have the Boston Celtics in town, which I'm sure we'll talk about on the pod recording tonight, Zaya Courtney and I. Um, but that is for another day. Uh, again, remember, um, Brittany Griner, send send Brittany 
all the positivity. And if you can, if you're in the States and you can write to your House of Representatives, if you can write to the White House, if you can call your senator, please do so. Call the State Department, call the Justice Department. Um, in Canada, I'm not sure what we can do. Maybe the U.S. ambassador, um, but it's just a disaster situation. 291 days. Hopefully it's not another 291. Hopefully it's it's Brittany getting home for Christmas. All right, y'all. Much love. Talk soon. Peace.